Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Judge Roy Moore has won his lawsuit against the super PAC in D.C., Senate Majority PAC, defamed him, says a jury. Now they owe him $8.2 million. Today we interview Judge Roy Moore. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a newsmaking interview with Judge Roy Moore, the former Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court and a former candidate for United States Senate who has been defamed according to a jury who ruled in Judge Roy Moore's favor against the Senate Majority PAC, who now is on the hook to pay the judge $8.2 million for defamation surrounding his 2017 campaign for U.S. Senate. Welcome to the program via Skype from Alabama, Judge Roy Moore, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have you on the program. Uh, you are a longtime friend to me, and I wanna say thank you for your friendship. But we also traveled to Alabama three times uh, in, in recent years, uh, trying to help you when you were running for uh, United States Senate. Bring us back to the beginning of the controversy. When did you become aware that they were uh, defaming you, and what did they say? Well, basically, that began back in December of 2017. And 2017, they started running ads on a statewide basis in Alabama, uh, saying that I had sexually molested young girls and was banned from a mall for doing so. And uh, basically, it was all made up. And basically, it took us two, three years, nearly five years, I guess, uh, to get them into court. Now, you had already won the Republican primary, uh, and then you were facing a Democrat, Doug Jones, who barely beat you uh, in, in the general election, and he did become a U.S. Senator for five minutes, I think. Uh, but would you likely have won, and would you be a U.S. Senator if these defamations had not been uh, messing with your election? I think very definitely I would have won. I was 11 points ahead when he started the general election and basically uh, we barely lost it, but they put enough money in there to turn the election and that was their intent. So after the election, uh, after you lost that race, you did file a lawsuit and what did you discover? How much money did they spend against you compared to the $8.2 million that they must pay you now? Well, they spent approximately $6 million totally. Uh, the Democrats together spent about 20 million. So it, it varies according to who you ask how much they spent. But basically SMP, the Senate Majority PAC, spent about $6 million on advertising against me. And I, I've looked into that a little bit, about 90% about of that funding came from, uh, in the form of hit, hit pieces. It's not like 
positive ads about Doug Jones, the Democrat. These were slanderous hit pieces, almost exclusively targeted against your reputation. Uh, how did you feel when you first saw those ads? Did, did it make you sick to your stomach? Well, very definitely, uh, you know, you had the reputation for standing for righteousness and standing for God and the Ten Commandments, and it, you know, suddenly was uh, slight. I mean, it was very offensive, uh, turned a lot of people off. Uh, a lot of people uh, believed it because it's run on television. It's run with a lot of money, and, you know, they work to... Uh, do what they did is destroy your reputation. Now, the allegations that they aired were false. The jury said they were false. Uh, but what yeah. year were the alleged actions taking place? This was before your, your long marriage to Kayla Moore. How long have you been married to your wife now? I had been, I've been married to my wife for nearly 38 years. We have four children and numerous grandchildren. Uh, we just, uh, we have five, six grandchildren now, but uh, this was 40 years ago. Uh, it's 40 years before this time that they came out with this small ban and, and uh, soliciting sex. And it, it was just something that, you know, nobody expected. We certainly didn't expect it. It was not, not true. And, and the jury agreed with you. You were never banned from the mall. You were not soliciting sex from minors. It was all fabricated. Uh, how do you feel now, now that you've been vindicated by the jury? Well, I think you used the proper word. I feel vindicated. Of course, you know, a story like that went nationally and it went all over the world uh, because at that time I was, this was the first Senate election after Trump had been elected and it was a very definite turning point for them. So they intended not to get somebody elected who was conservative, and that's what they set out to do. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Judge Roy Moore about some of the legal definitions that were used in the court decision and about actual malice. Is that the standard for defamation after this? Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. 
My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Judge Roy Moore, live from Alabama. Judge Roy Moore, you are a constitutional attorney, and you were the Supreme Court Justice, the Chief Justice of the Alabama State Supreme Court, and you were elected to that position twice. You held that position twice. The first time, they took you out with complaints about the Ten Commandments display that was on your wall. So you took a stand for God, for righteousness, for the Ten Commandments. The second time they took you out because you stood for traditional marriage between one man and one woman. And people complained about that. Uh, and I think Alabama had your back. You were very popular with the people of Alabama. Uh, but then the third election, when you ran for US Senate, as we said, they, they did these slanderous hit pieces. Can you give us a legal definition of, of slander or defamation? And, and what are the standards? What is actual malice? Well, actual malice is a term that was created basically after New York Times versus Sullivan. And it basically was the Supreme Court saying that you had to show that they actually knew or with reckless disregard uh, put out information which would destroy your character and destroy your reputation. Uh, slander and a libel are legal terms and, and they certainly did this with finesse. They knew what they were doing and they put millions of dollars behind it. And you know, it's just a standard that basically they started with public officials uh, in, in the law and then they went to public figures. Now, several of the Supreme Court justices have now said actual violence is nowhere found in the common law, and it's improper for the Supreme Court of the United States to create such a standard. And basically, this may be a test case for the United States Supreme Court or one of the other cases that I've got filed um, to disprove or to uh, take away that standard for public figures. And certainly, it should be. People don't have the money to contend with these super PACs, and uh, it takes millions and millions of dollars to to bring them to court. They have tons of lawyers, they have lots of money, and once you lose an election, you're generally broke. I mean, basically, you spend all the money you can to get elected, and you don't have the money to be doing uh, major cases against a super PAC. Uh, so it's very unfair and it's warped our elections. Um, the status of our elections right now is very poor. So it, um, AP reports that the, the defamatory super PAC, the Senate majority PAC, uh, is now appealing this to, uh, what court is it being appealed to and what are their arguments? What is the basis of their appeal? I haven't seen their appeal yet. Uh, they have said they were going to appeal. I think they're going to have very limited grounds to appeal. The judge in this case was very thorough and actually uh, had the jury answer questions uh, 
about the uh, the case that you know I think other judges might not have, and I, I think they're very limited in their appeal basis. But I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So the jury ruled and, and they were allowed to pick a number, right? Of, of dollars that is owed to you, $8.2 million. Do you think that was uh, uh, an accurate number? Should you have gotten more? I mean, they spent $6 million against you. Uh, so at least I think they owe you that much. But how much has your reputation suffered? How much would you like to have gotten? Well, it's, it was never about money. It was about the fact that I had the very, national reputation for standing for the Ten Commandments. They knew that. They set out to destroy it. Uh, no amount of money could actually replace what they took from me. And basically, uh, 8.2 was up to the jury. I was asked on uh, the stand, how much money would I say would it be worth? And I said, that there is no amount of money that could compensate me for what they've taken from me. So basically the jury came up with a figure, 8.2. I don't know how they did it. Uh, I didn't ask. Uh, and certainly the IRS is very happy because they get most of the money. So to date, you have not seen a dime of that settlement. Uh, I, I know they're no. gonna appeal, So, that, but let's say you win your appeal. Is it still likely they will ever write you that big check or would they declare bankruptcy? Uh, what, what is the history of cases like this? Well, you know, it varies from case to case. This is a super PAC and they can uh, extinguish their funds. And I may never get anything. Uh, we're seeing about that in court right now. Uh, we've got a motion to lift the stay on execution required in federal law. And we'll just wait and see what the judge holds and, and whether or not they appeal. Uh, I, they said they were going to, I haven't seen it yet. So now you may be setting a legal precedent, uh, depending on how the appeals court challenges the term actual malice and whether they reach that standard. But is this a warning shot for other campaigns, the, the Senate Majority PAC run by the Democrats, they're still around today. They're still financing other US Senate campaigns and probably still defaming other candidates. Uh, are they gonna have to change their behavior or what message would you like to send to other similar uh, super PACs? Well, I would like to send it to the message that they just can't do this and get away with it. Uh, when they destroy somebody's reputation built over 75 years, uh, and, and do it intentionally and, and know what they're doing just because of politics. They don't care about the individual. They don't care about his family. They don't care about his, his reputation. They just want to win. In fact, the Senate Majority PAC president basically said that. He said, we do what we have to to win. And we got him on tape saying that. So basically it's a very unfair system. And since Americans United came out uh, saying that super PACs could get money from very wealthy donors and not list, uh, they didn't in this case, it didn't even list their donors till after the election was over. We didn't know where their money was coming from, who was doing this. In fact, they had a puppet uh, organization established in Alabama called Highway 31. And they do this in every state to make it seem like that this PAC, uh, Political Action Committee is, is running this from the state but it's nothing, it's from Washington, D.C. This is typical business for Washington Insider. And it's not only done in the Democrat, it's done in the, in the Republican Party too.
They've got a super PAC in the Republican Party for the Senate and a super PAC in the Democrats for the Senate. And basically, they keep the establishment thriving in Washington, D.C., and the people have no idea about what they're doing or who's doing this. And basically, it's to keep the establishment in operation. It needs to be changed, and I hope this case will do so. You're absolutely right. We've seen a lot of these phony television ads come from dark money. And in this case, special interest in Washington, D.C., they wanna buy the U.S. Senate, they wanna buy the seat for Doug Jones, your opponent, so that this dark money comes from D.C., but it's funneled into Alabama under the guise of Highway 31, which is a local uh, you know, highway there in Alabama. Everyone on TV thinks, oh, this must be local people that are against Roy Moore. It's not. In fact, when I came to Alabama, when I saw how many young people you had volunteering for you, I knew the people of Alabama were behind you. Uh, maybe not 100%, but uh, all the ones that I met were big fans of Roy Moore. Well, it did have a lot of support, and it was very important. But you know, it's not just Washington, D.C. This money comes from wealthy donors all over the country. They come from California. They come from different states and different areas of the country. And they're able to give whatever they want, 20 million, 30 million. There's no limits. And basically, our elections are being run by wealthy donors, not by that contribute to a super PAC that is not limited in what they can take. Now, if you're an individual like myself running, you had a specific limit. I've forgotten exactly the specific limit. I think it was uh, $2,700 or something like this yeah. uh, that you could raise from an individual. We couldn't get money from wealthy individuals in Alabama or outside of our state uh, without limitations on how much we could take. And that's governed by the Federal Elections Commission, the FEC. But super PACs uh, raise their money differently. They can get any amount they want. And basically, wealthy individuals are controlling who goes to the United States Senate from whatever state they want to pick. And they do it across the country. Well, with this courtroom victory, you are promoting transparency. We know where the dark money is coming from now. They've been held to account by a jury, $8.2 million award in Judge Roy Moore's favor. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll ask generally, uh, what lessons can be learned from this? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please 
protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God, press option three, take action today. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website, or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Judge Roy Moore, live via Skype from Alabama. Judge, thank you. I wanna say thank you from the Christian voters across America. You have had a loyal following for over 15 <laughs> years since you stood up for the 10 Commandments. You stood up for traditional marriage. And when I was a Navy chaplain back in 2006, you stood with me outside of the White House for the right to pray in Jesus' name. And thank you, I remember you flew to Washington, you stood with me in front of the White House, and eventually uh, we were vindicated by Congress. I know I lost my court case, but you have helped restore religious freedom, not just for me, but for many of your clients through the Foundation for Moral Law. Morallaw.org is your uh, website. Uh, tell us about some of your recent cases. Well, we've got one case right now that's in the uh, Fifth Circuit, and we're to argue that case, as a matter of fact, in, at the beginning of October, and uh, it's a religious liberty case. Basically, what the Supreme Court and other courts, federal courts, have disregarded is the Establishment Clause to the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Uh, they, they think there's no limits to what government can do, but in the First Amendment to its, in itself, there's a limit. Congress can't even make a law, and if Congress can't even make a law respecting an establishment of religion, uh, neither can the Supreme Court enforce the fact that you can't pray in Jesus' name or you can't acknowledge God by the Ten Commandments. The whole basis of the Establishment Clause and Free Exercise Clause was a recognition and acknowledgement of God. And that's what I've always stood for. That's what the battle over the Ten Commandments was about. It was not about, per se, just about how I felt or my religious beliefs. It was about the Constitution of the United States. And when we disregard the Constitution, when we disregard the limits on jurisdiction of the state, then we violate that traditional phrase we all know as separation of church and state, which they say means separating God from the state. It does not. Without an acknowledgement of God, you wouldn't even have separation of church and state. And basically today they're running rampant over the fact that 
during the COVID, for example, uh, governors shut down the churches. They can't do that. It's a jurisdictional issue. We're taking it to the Fifth Circuit, and we'll be arguing that in October, beginning of October, and we hope to bring the Supreme Court and the other federal courts back to recognition that there is a jurisdictional limit that they can't exceed. So even though you're no longer a candidate, you are standing up for righteousness. You're also a 1969 graduate of West Point. I'm a 1991 graduate of the Air Force Academy. Did your service uh, in the Army and, and your military training at West Point, did they teach you about God, country, corps, in, in, in that order? And, and can you reflect on that generally? We have just two minutes left. Well, yes. Uh... We learned a lot about God in the military academy. I, I was Christian before I went. And when I came out, I was even further convinced that God uh, was the basis for our laws. Uh, the United States Code recognizes that fact, that the laws of nature and the nature's God and the Declaration of Independence mean something. It means something legally. Uh, the laws of nature are the laws of God whose authority can be superseded by no power on earth, said George Mason. Uh, one of the basic uh, individuals who uh, gave us the Bill of Rights. Uh, uh, Will Wilson, who is one of the first justices on the Supreme Court said, human law must rest its authority, authority ultimately on the authority of that law, which is divine. That was James Wilson uh, in uh, one of the first justices on the Supreme Court. We've got to recognize that God is the basis for our country, the basis for law and the basis for morality. And all the problems we're facing in society today spring from a removal of that acknowledgement. Amen to that. Would you mind if I said a quick prayer for you? No. All right, let us pray. Father in heaven, we ask your special blessing upon Judge Roy Moore, and we discern the spirit of God upon him. Now having been vindicated by a jury, God, America is realizing what you knew all along, that this is a righteous man, who is persecuted for his faith in Jesus Christ, who is persecuted by the anti-Christian left for standing up for the 10 commandments, for standing up for traditional marriage. And now, Father, he has been vindicated. We pray even further vindication that he will actually receive the money that he is owed from these liars who have been exposed. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that America will return to God as the basis of our laws uh, and, and everything judge has stood for will become the legacy that America will return to God. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Our guest has you, been, yes Chef. sir. Our guest has been Judge Roy Moore, his website, morallaw.org. Please donate there today. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. 
We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 